This is Beering Ain't Easy. Do you spend all week thinking about what new beer you'll try next? Then yeah, this podcast is for you. Come join us while we try new beers, share our ratings, debate craft beer culture, and in the process, throw a few jabs at ourselves. So crack one if you got one, and turn it up. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 3 of Beer and Ain't Easy with Adam and Drew. Episode 3. So I was going to start talking about what we're going to talk about during this episode, but I cannot stop thinking about my rating on that sour from our last episode. What are you you thinking, Drew? Are you having rating regrets? I could not be any more regretful about that rating. Tell me about it. I was so... Well, okay, so we got to be honest here. Episode two, we call it. It's really the first one that we recorded. And we really went in like unscripted, unprepared, unprefessional, everything with un in front of it. Absolutely. And I don't know that unprofessional really fits into that because pretty much everything I do here or anywhere is unprofessional. I'm going to tell that to your employer. My employer knows that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when I looked at that 375 rating, I gave that sour, and I compare that to the normal 375, it just doesn't stack up. I was was too hyped up for my first-fruited sour, my getting away from the kids to drink some beer, in our first podcast, I mean, what do you expect? So you're feeling that of euphoria, but does that translate? Are you on your phone right now changing your untapped rating? Never. Have you ever changed a rating? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. I feel like changing a rating on untapped, it's like, in my opinion, it's kind of like the rules of engagement for changing your favorite football team. There's like certain rules, right? Like for if your football team is like, you live there, you grew up there, you went to school there, your, your kids went to school there. Those are all reasons to change teams. So is there a criteria that we can follow for when it's allowed to change your rating on Untapped? So I have two comments on what you just said. Comment number one, you can never change a rating. It's like, it's like erasing the past. It just it doesn't happen. It happened. You got to live with the consequence. I think, especially us drinkers, have all had stuff that happened in the past that we'd like to erase. And so you cannot do that. I, I don't know if I agree with you here. There's been times where you're four beers in and you're tasting that beer. And at that moment, that beer is a five. But then you realize you got into white unicorn territory and you wake up the next morning and you're like, yeah, that's more of a three. <laughs> that's what happened. That was your experience at the time. You were all amped up 10 beers deep, or 10 beers deep for me, probably a beer and a half deep for Drew. The, the weight scale really helps for your oh, alcohol you tolerance. Oh. <laughs> how, how dare he come after us fat guys? I know y'all are out there listening. You know what I'm talking about. The skinny guy thriving on making fun of the fat guy. It's a lot cheaper when you only need a few beers to really start throwing your buzz. 
I bet it is. So I think it's only appropriate at this point that we ask ourselves, what would the rating be if we weren't so amped up for all the reasons I mentioned before? And let me be clear, I am not changing my untapped history. Uh, Drew, I don't know how he looks himself in the mirror, may do otherwise, but... Damn right. I would put it at a 3.25. Ooh, that's a pretty big swing. It is, but, it, I mean, it is not my type of beer. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. You know, I think you were you loved it, and you're just tr- in denial right now. I think you're truly, like, a, a sour lover, and you just you just don't want to admit it. Not in the least bit. Well, so I think... I think what went into my thought process a little bit was I, you know, in that episode I talked, every experience I had with sours tasted like shit. So when I took that first drink and it didn't completely taste like shit, I was like, holy shit, this doesn't taste like shit. That's a lot of shits. (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting a shit storm and it was just not shitty. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I may go back and change my untapped rating, unlike Adam. Oh, my goodness. Because I feel like there's two rules where you can do it. You're either drunk and you can change it, or you drink the second beer and you're like, oh, I really didn't fully understand the profile on the first beer. And I actually cracked a second one of those tangerine mango (laughs) sours. And I was like, in between his drinking of cider beers. Oh, my God. The cider beers. I don't even. What is a cider? Is it even beer? It is not, and neither is that sour that we drank. You're right. It, it was juice. It was pretty delicious if you drink it like a dessert wine. That's kind of what I felt like it was. And so, yeah, I, I agree. I probably would have trimmed it back to a 3.5 or so, which I may, I may decide to change it in untapped. What are you going to do about it? It's embarrassing that I have somehow stumbled across a podcast with a partner that with no morals. With no more. I mean, yeah, that it could not be. You know what? I, I, I want to just say at this moment, I'm so proud of you and your morals and the fact that you would stay behind a team like the Chicago Bears for so long of <laughs> mediocrity. <laughs> here, so, we, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So let's, like, what is this episode about? I, th- I feel like we got off track. What are we talking about today? We didn't get off track we never really started on track is there a track we're gonna find out but for all my bears fans out there (laughs) this is our year all right it's time to come back to what we plan to talk about on this episode and so drew and i both lived on the west coast for I lived there four years. How long did you live there? Six years. Six years of misery. So I want, I want to like help quantify this. So I lived in Oakland, California. I could see the bay from my window. Where did you live that was on the coast per se? It was the coast of the desert. <laughs> For all my <laughs> Las Vegas fans out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. So I lived in Las Vegas. It, it wasn't exactly on the coast, but it was fun living out there. I feel like trying to say Las Vegas is on the West Coast is kind of like being like, yeah, I'm from New York. Oh, yeah, where in New York are you from? Uh, New Jersey. Oh, come on. 
Give me, give me a break. When you live in Iowa, in Louisiana, before that, it is very much west. It is west. You're in, are you in the mountain time zone or are you in Pacific? I was in Pacific. Oh, just barely. Okay. Don't belittle me. This is good this for is you. Okay, so um, moving on to what everyone is dying to know is what the hell are these idiots going to talk about today? And so Drew and I both have our own stories, how we completely failed our craft beer lifestyle when we lived on the West Coast. Coast. Drew, what is your story? Okay. So going into the West Coast, I went over there before we had kids. My wife and I moved from Texas over there. And when we got over there, my my go-to drink was a Shiner Bock, which I still have no issue with the Shiner Bock. It's a solid beer. But I was complaining to my family when I got to California that I go to a bar and there was no Miller Lite or Bud Light on tap. It was all IPAs, and I was like, what the fuck? And then if I wanted to get a Shiner Bock, I went to the grocery store, I find one, I'd be so excited, and then I go back to the house, I crack it open, flat as hell, because no one was buying Shiner Bock in California. What's your story? Wonder why. <laughs> Wonder why. So I lived in Las Vegas, and just because it was Las Vegas, they had a pretty a pretty badass distribution network and so and so they got they got pretty awesome craft beers and so similar to drew i mean i mean i obviously was not as pathetic and miserable as drew but i did not i did not indulge in the craft beer like i had the potential to and so when i lived there i probably went to san diego five times throughout the time there and i never once went to the breweries in san diego and so as I sit here today and I, I reflect on my prior life, I have no idea what the hell I was doing. And, and to be honest, San Diego is probably by far one of the best beer cities in the entire U.S. I've been there. It's great. But I, I really want to stop and pause right here because there's a problem with this episode. We have not cracked a beer yet. So we're going to crack a beer and the one we're going to drink tonight, in honor of San Diego and in honor of the West Coast, which I lived on that Adam did not live on, we're going to drink a combo beer between Alesmith and Modern Times. Modern Times was kind of the, that's, that's the one that, that catches your eye. Where the hell did you, Adam bought this beer. Where the hell did you buy this beer? I drove to California to buy this beer. Bullshit. Where did you really buy this beer? H-E-B, a grocery store Dude. right by my house. And anyone that doesn't know H-E-B, it is the greatest thing, God's greatest gift to, to mankind. It is really an unbelievable grocery store. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to crack open what we're drinking is Cosmic Omnibus. It's a hazy IPA with citrus zest. And of course it's a hazy, you know. If we're going to drink something from California, better make it count. That's right. What better way... To honor the West Coast than to drink a Modern Times and Ale Smith collaboration as we reflect on the failures of our past. I, I think we're kind of revealing our dirty secrets here, wouldn't you say? 
Yeah, normally I uh, get to know uh, get to know people a little bit better. It's not. I think we're on our third date now with our audience, and I'm already revealing my dirty secrets. So I certainly did not reveal my dirty secrets with my wife. Well, to be honest, I haven't completely revealed the dirty secrets still. Rest in peace, Jody. All right. So you crack your beer open, dude, because you're just holding it in your hand, kind of like you're not going to drink it today. So let's go back. So well, I mentioned- hold on, hold on. I'm uh, I'm simulating letting the audience know the pace at which Drew drinks. Are you trying to like get your pour in the microphone or something? What's going on? <laughs> the audience needs the full experience. So I want to go back. I mentioned Shinerbach and Bud Light. That was my starting point. That's how I introduced myself to the state of California. And over six years, I, I got to the point where you go to the grocery store and you just kind of got beat down by the fact that you were at bars and you were having to drink IPAs. And so I, I had a few and I'm like, this ain't so bad. And then it turned into going to the grocery store and buying the big bottles of beer and be like, oh, let's do a little tasting, you know, let's, let's drink these specialty beers, you know. Doing a little shimmy if you can't see me on the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be thankful if you can't see what I just had to witness. Adam was shimmying with me. I, I could feel like the partnership right there. I was uh, shimmying towards the trash can so I could throw up. So I, I did. I did breach into IPAs while I was out there, but same thing with Adam. I drove by some pretty famous breweries. I drove by Petaluma and Lagunitas. And I was like, oh, I should go there someday. And I really didn't make it to a lot of the places. And I could have had Pliny. I could have had Pliny out there. And I just let it go. All right. Moving on to the next agenda item. When I was in Las Vegas, I did make a little bit of a redemption. So I worked I worked at a plant in Las Vegas. And near the end of my time there, they did open two breweries that were Literally a one-minute drive from the plant. Craft House Brewery, if you're listening in Las Vegas, they made some spectacular barrel-aged stouts. They also made some spectacular IPAs. And that's really what got me into craft beer. I also want to recognize Bad Beat. I couldn't remember the name of the brewery because it's, it's been about four or five years since since I lived there. But they had a pretty good amber as well as some other pretty good stouts. So those two breweries are really what got me into craft beer. And once I got into it, things really started to take off. Nice. What really brought me to the craft beer phase, and it's actually my story of when I joined Untapped, is I, I went to a bachelor party in San Diego with my brother-in-law, and that was my first time really in San Diego. Well, I've been there once before, but this is my first time craft bearing in San Diego, and my brother-in-law and his friends showed me the ropes, and I got there, and I had small kids, and it was kind of like that that moment where I was the older guy with kids and everyone else was young, and I first... I first laid eyes on hazy IPAs out there. First day, I made it there. I drank like six hazy IPAs, sick as a fucking dog. So the next day, we were actually supposed to do our beer tour on on breweries where we were going to walk 
to breweries and I was waking up feeling like hell and I I made it through that brewery walk but I could not drink another IPA for the rest of that day. I was drinking blondes, I was drinking pilsners, whatever I could get my hands on. Ciders? No ciders, but things that didn't have a lot of heft to them. But I pushed through and I realized that San Diego has got some pretty amazing breweries. Yeah, so near the end of my time in Las Vegas, a couple of my buddies there as we started getting a craft beer, we started um, going to not breweries, but um, there was this one uh, liquor store in Las Vegas that just really had a an unbelievable selection of beer throughout the country that was distributed. And Modern Times really did a, send them a, a fantastic variety of beers. And so Modern Times, ironically, was one of the first craft breweries that, that I really fell in love with. And so how ironic is it that I'm airing my dirty laundry while we're sitting here drinking a Modern Times beer? So have you been to Modern Times, the brewery? I have not. Okay. Have you? I went on that on that aforementioned. So on that quest, on that second day where I was hungover as hell, we made it to Modern Times. It has You walk into that place. It's got shining lights, Modern Times sign, and it's amazing. And I wanted to try all their stouts and IPAs, but all I could drink is their lightest fucking beers on the menu. What an embarrassment. So I agree. It's, it's a little bit of a redemption moment. All right, so you talked about your redemption moment, and so that begs the question, have you redeemed yourself? You know, when I think about it, ever since I got back to Houston, and after that trip to San Diego, joined Untapped, and then now I'm the guy that's looking for the new beer every week, I've looked for a lot of California beers, and so I feel like I've kind of redeemed myself, but, you know... Since I already mentioned the Catholic upbringing, I'm going to go ahead and say this is like a penance moment. And so I feel like my penance is I need to drink a lot more beers from California to really make up for it. And I may never make that debt, but by God, I'm going to stick to that plan. I think we can all conclude Drew has more work to do. So then we have to ask myself, have I redeemed myself? No fucking way. No fucking way. So I think, I think I'm on the right path. I think it's safe to conclude I'm on the right path, much more so than Drew is. I'd have to disagree, but cheers, sir. Cheers. So now I think everyone is getting sick of listening to our bullshit. It's time to rate the beers. Bring on the ratings. What are you going with? Talk, talk me through it, Drew. What are you thinking right now? I really like this. It's It's got a little citrus zest to it. It's smooth. It's not super thick like like the hazies that I really love. But I like the flavor on it. I'm going to go 4.0. What do you think, bro? All right. So it's a little too fruity for me. I'll be honest. I mean, it's, it's all right. But um, when I saw Modern Times... At HEB, I literally could not have been more excited. And so my expectations were really high on this one. 
I mean, it's a, it's a solid beer, but I think it's a 3.75, my, my good old solid beer Your rating. go-to. My default hazy IPA. Um, I think at this point the audience is probably getting sick of me saying this, but I've had better beers. I've had worse beers. This is your... <laughs> it's so true, though. I feel like every freaking beer I can say that about. So I guess in closing, I, I'm a little disappointed because I was so hyped about this beer. But the good news is we're going to have more episodes, and I'm going to get to drink more beer. Until next time, thanks for listening, y'all. See you later from Beerin' Ain't Easy with Drew and Adam. This has been a Beerin' Ain't Easy production at the Sesh Coworking Podcast Studio in Houston, Texas. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you want to see what we're drinking, our untapped handles are Beerin' Ain't Easy Adam and Beerin' Ain't Easy Drew. 